Do you ever catch yourself wishing you didn't have to stay positive? Or maybe you've been working on keeping a positive mindset for years, but it still feels like a daily battle sometimes. Having a chronic illness means you're being told to stay positive all the time. And let's be honest, it's exhausting. Because pushing ourselves to stay positive is not actually positive. There's a much easier way to get a strong, positive mindset and all of the feel-good perks that come with it without the pressure of looking on the bright side. Check out my free resource, The No BS Guide to a Positive Mindset. In it, I give the straight scoop on strategies that work and common strategies that are a waste of time and energy. Go to andreahansencoaching.com now or use the link in this podcast description and get your free resource, The No BS Guide to a Positive Mindset, today. You're listening to the Health Mindset Podcast, Episode 9. Welcome to the Health Mindset Podcast, where your mindset gets results. You know you want better health. You know you want to take action. Learn how to stop sabotaging your progress so you can achieve the level of health you've always wanted for your life. Now, here's your host, Master Certified Coach and Author, Andrea Hansen. Welcome. I am so glad to have you here today. I'm actually really excited about today's topic because it may bring a huge shift for you and how you look at your achievements in weight loss. So this could be really, really big for you. I'm really excited to share it. But first, I want to talk to you about something a little bit different. This is the ninth podcast episode. I am so excited and I am in love with doing this. I've been bringing you information that has to do with the challenges that I've had personally, challenges that clients have had that I've worked with them on. My aim has been to create that killer mindset with you that will support you in getting healthy and losing weight. But what I don't know about are your challenges. I don't really know you at all. I don't know what you feel is keeping you from the weight loss and the health that you crave. I don't know what you feel like you stumble on or what you feel like is standing in your way. And since I'm doing this podcast for you, (laughs) to help you, I want to know more about you. What questions do you have about your own weight loss? What frustrates you? What do you wish I would talk about? What's really working for you? I want to hear what's on your mind. You can always email me at contact at andreahansencoaching.com. Feel free to tell me anything, comments, questions, what you want me to cover. This email goes to me personally. This does not go to an assistant. So you can feel free to ask me anything you like. I'm not just a voice on a podcast. I assure you, I am a real person. (laughs) And I want to help real people like you. So let me know how I can help. So again, contact at andreahansencoaching.com is the email. I've talked a lot about speaking up for your health, how important that is. So start practicing. Speak up for yourself by reaching out to me and letting me know what's on your mind because I really want to hear and I really want to help. Today we're talking about things that are said a lot, especially in the weight loss world. These are common motivational phrases that I guarantee that you have heard at probably some point many, many times. (laughs) Many believe that these common motivational phrases are true, 
many believe that they actually help. But maybe even you do because they're so accepted. They're so widely accepted as being true. But the problem is that they may actually be cleverly hidden roadblocks to creating that lasting momentum that you really want in your life and your health. They can spark these unrealistic comparisons and give you a platform to beat yourself up. And the fact that we can choose to not agree with them doesn't even really cross our mind because they're so commonly accepted as truth. Or we could decide not to believe them and then it can feel like we're being negative or we're being bitter because everybody else thinks that they're so good. And that doesn't feel great either. So I'm going to talk about some of these common motivational phrases, why we accept them as fact without questioning, and why that can be a huge mistake for our ultimate health and weight loss. And at the end of this episode, I'm going to show you how to expose these possible roadblocks so you can tell if common motivational sayings are helping you or hurting you. And it can be tricky, especially if... Everybody else seems to think they're so helpful. It takes pulling away from popular opinions to be able to tell how they're affecting you personally. But it's important because you may be believing something that's actually sabotaging all of your good intentions. There are a lot of motivational phrases out there just thrown around. I mean, just go on Instagram, go on Pinterest, right? There's a million of them. There was one big one that sparked my realization that some of these aren't true and that calling them out isn't such a bad thing. For me, that phrase was, if I can do it, you can do it. It said all the time. I know you have at least 50 instances where somebody has said that to you. I completely accepted it. I completely believed it for a really long time. Why wouldn't I? Right? It's supposed to be inspiring. People claim that knowing that somebody else did something as motivation for them doing it and being able to go through something hard that they didn't think that they can do. And all of that could be true for some people. And if you're one of those people, great. Use this as motivation. But what I found was that I wasn't one of those people. And I actually use this phrase to beat myself up without even realizing it for a really long time. I was in Weight Watchers. Back in the day, I mean, who wasn't in Weight Watchers? Let's just be real. And I had this instructor that had lost a ton of weight. She was great. She was very dynamic, very energetic, very funny. And I remember her standing at the front of the group, showing us her leg gaps. She would put her feet together and she said, look, I have gaps in all the right places. One at my ankles, one at my knees, one at my thighs. And then she would say to us, I used to be really fat and now I'm not. Trust me, if I can do it, you can do it. And everybody cheered, everybody smiled, they had hope, me included. But at that point, I didn't do it. I didn't really lose weight. Or I I would lose weight, but I would white knuckle my way and it was not the right way to lose weight, which meant that I was gaining it back very quickly. And I would wonder, why can't I do this? Why won't I do it? Why am I hurting myself? What's wrong with me? Everybody else can seem to do this. Why can't I? I began to think that I was special, like everybody else could do it but me. (laughs) That trust me part was what really got to me. It was presented like she had all of these hardships and all of these personal challenges she overcame to lose weight. And we in the class didn't have nearly as many. So if I didn't have as many hardships as she did, why wasn't I doing it? It was 
so much easier for me. And I still wasn't doing it. One day, I just said enough. I called her bluff. And I realized that this popular comment is just misleading. If one person can do it, that does not at all mean somebody else can do it. And understanding that gave me such relief. I could let myself off the hook of trying to live up to somebody else's standards, even if those standards were very similar to what I want for myself. When I stopped believing that I should be able to do it, if she could do it, something really unexpected happened. I stopped looking at myself through somebody else's filter. And I started to look at me, look at how I actually was in the moment. I was able to truly see what I was accomplishing. And I realized that I had not been doing that. I had not been acknowledging what I had done because I wasn't living up to what she had done, right? Maybe I would start to feel good about a small win that I had. Maybe I stopped overeating um, or I didn't overeat one night when I went to my favorite restaurant. And that would be like, yay, (laughs) I didn't overeat even though I love that place. And then I would compare it to her who had not only stopped overeating, probably at all of her favorite restaurants, but also lost like 100 pounds or a lot. I don't know. I don't remember, but something like that. Compared to that, one time of not overeating was nothing. And I would take away that win from myself. And that can be dangerous because when we don't acknowledge our accomplishments, like truly acknowledge them to ourselves, It hacks away at our motivation until we no longer take inspired action. We start to bully ourselves into action instead. Disbelieving people when they say, if I can do it, you can do it, was a really big lesson for me in weight loss. It was a really big shift. And it wasn't negative or bitter like I had worried about. It was actually very loving and very loving to the one person that I had not been very nice to, which was me. As humans... We are constantly looking for satisfaction. We're seeking that feel good all the time. If I had a dime for every time a client said, great, now that I know what's wrong, how can we fix it right now? <laughs> I, I mean, I would be retired. We have zero tolerance for feeling pain, right? Be it the pain that comes from trying to lose weight, the physical pain that comes from working out, or just emotional pain. We don't want it. So what do we do when we feel pain? Most people pivot. They pivot out of it. They look for inspiration, right? We look forward to something that motivates us to get out of that situation that's causing the pain because inspiration and motivation feel awesome. But it's a little bit of a double-edged sword because we don't like to feel pain. We don't like to feel frustration, anger, helplessness, hopelessness. We really don't check to see if that motivator that we're pivoting to actually works. We simply convince ourselves that it makes us feel good, and we skip checking in with ourselves to see if maybe it doesn't make us feel so good. But sometimes feeling pain is good. It tells us a lot about ourselves emotionally and physically. I once had a personal trainer that was a retired Marine. He was awesome. I really love him. And when I would struggle with maybe like a kettlebell weight or something, he would yell, pain is weakness, leaving the body. And I thought that was so cool. 
it was obviously a marine term that he had used. I love that he was now using it with me. Yes, right? Pain is weakness. And I let myself go with that until I realized that believing pain was weakness stopped me from listening to my pain and listening to my body. I pushed through what my body was trying to tell me. And that prolonged my detachment from my body, a detachment that made me work out way too hard and a detachment that also made me overeat because I wasn't listening to my body telling me to stop, telling me to slow down. And the result, continued overeating, continuing to stay detached and eventually working against my body's natural desire to lose weight because I would either work out too hard, which isn't good for weight loss, or I would injure myself and hinder future workouts for a while. Either way you looked at it, making this slogan my motivator wasn't working like I thought it would. So why do we believe these motivational sayings when they don't actually work? It seems counterintuitive, right? After all, we truly want what's best for ourselves. And it turns out that there's a very good explanation why we believe these things that don't always work. And it's not necessarily our fault. Our brains are amazing with what they do, but they aren't perfect. And all of our brains have these universal errors in judgment and thinking. It's called cognitive bias. And I think cognitive bias is so interesting. It shows up a lot in our thinking. They're responsible for often illogical conclusions that are made about people or situations. And there's a long list of these that we fall into. No doubt you've heard of the confirmation bias, right? The tendency to only hear the information that verifies what you already believe. There's the hindsight bias, right? Hindsight is always 2020. That's where that comes from, right? Now that something's happened, we totally should have seen it coming because you know what happens, right? That's the hindsight bias. These biases are so universal, in fact, that they're studied by psychologists to better predict human behavior. They're used by marketers to manipulate what you buy and create brand loyalty. They're used by politicians all the time to get supporters and votes. These cognitive biases are fascinating. And one of these biases is at work when we just go along with what everybody else is believing without checking to see if we actually believe it ourselves. It's called the bandwagon effect. No doubt you've heard of this before. It's the idea that as more people believe something, then there's that increased likelihood of a new person believing it as well without even needing evidence or questioning it. It's how trends get started, right? Especially the nutty ones that in hindsight seem ridiculous that we ever thought were good ideas. But this doesn't only work with trends like like Z Cavaricis, right? It happens with catchphrases and motivational sayings like, if I can do it, you can do it. Just because there are biases doesn't mean that we're helpless, though. That's the good news. The way out is through awareness. We don't have the luxury of being complacent if we want better health. This goes with our bodies and it goes with our mindset as well. We must be aware of what we're thinking and believing. Remember how I talked about humans wanting to avoid pain? It's not only the physical pain, but what we see is emotional pain as well. And to avoid this bias, we must go there and see if emotional pain is happening. And I know that sounds dramatic. Trust me, it is not at all. But we treat it like it is. 
right? We avoid feeling negative feelings like they're the plague, like they're thinking that they're just unhelpful and they're they're preventing us from doing anything good and and people just prefer to stay positive. But here's the thing, you must be willing to go there if you wanna truly see if something is working or if you're just hopping on the bandwagon and using something that's creating a hidden roadblock that you're not seeing. When we notice negative feelings associated with beliefs like I did, when I noticed that believing if I can do it, you can do it made me really compare myself in a very negative way and beat myself up. When we notice these negative feelings, that's our cue that something isn't right. Here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying don't work hard. I'm not saying don't push your limits. I'm not saying getting to your fitness goals should be a breeze because it's not. What I am saying is that to get your health mindset in a great spot, You need to know what helps you connect and listen and know when to push. And you also need to know what makes you feel shame, what makes you push past your authentic inner voice telling you to stop, what makes you give up. You need to be willing to listen, not only to the positive, happy feelings, but to the ones that don't feel so good. They all have something really important to say. And if you're unaware and you follow what seems to be true, you're going to miss important messages from deep inside of you. Here's the bottom line. There are a ton of little sayings and quotes and phrases that are used to keep us going. Failure is not an option. Pain is weakness leaving the body. Do it well or not at all. If I can do it, you can do it. But are they true? Actually, failure is is totally an option, and often it's a really good option. Pain is not weakness, but a powerful communication from our body. And depending on what the pain is, pushing through it can actually weaken us. Sometimes doing something you love in a bad way can be a huge teaching moment if you pay attention. When I started working with people that had chronic illness, I saw just how wrong, if I can do it, you can do it really was. Whether or not you can accomplish something can be way more complex than just this simple little slogan. It's easy to see everyone else believing these things and thinking that you're giving up an effective tool if you don't take it to heart. But the truth is, if these little sayings are making you feel bad about yourself, making you feel less than someone else, or making you feel separated from your body or your accomplishments, they are not effective tools. They are very ineffective tools, and they're giving you the opposite results that you want. It can be very hard to go against the grain, but you must if you want the best for you. Your mind is like a garden. If you don't manage it, weeds will send out those little runners all over the place. And if all you're doing is looking at someone else's garden instead of your own, you can confuse weeds for flowers. You've got to tend to your own garden, right? Weed out those thoughts that have been hiding and hurting you rather than helping you. Grab them by the roots and expose them for what they are. Then find your own flowers, plant those seeds, and tend to them. Your garden and your mind will be a much better place. I'm about to give you this week's action, but first, for more on this topic and an easy way to contact me with your questions and comments, visit the show notes at www.andreahansencoaching.com slash HMP009. How do you know? if something is truly helping you, or if you're just believing it because everybody else does. And there's no shame if you are. We all do it. We all have these cognitive biases. 
But it's important to know so you're not letting something that's causing you pain run through your head unmanaged. Regardless if you're absolutely sure that the thought, if I can do it, you can do it, inspires you to just greatness, (laughs) I want you to do this. And you can do it with other phrases too, because I'm sure you have a million that you've heard. Think of something or someone that you admire for getting awesome results, right? This can be a trainer at your gym that has an amazing body, can be someone that you know that's lost a ton of weight, can be anyone who you look at and have that thought, like, if they can do it, I can do it. I want you to hold that thought in your mind and then ask yourself how you feel when you think this thought. What emotion comes up? Excitement, inspiration, frustration, disappointment? Allow yourself to truly feel that emotion without editing. That's how you know if believing something is serving you or hurting you by the emotion that it's creating. If it's creating an emotion other than feeling awesome or motivating, it's not helping you and it's time to step away. One of my favorite things to do is answer questions. I always make sure I have time at the end of a live appearance to go through Q&A. So I want to do it for you too. What I'm going to do is a Q&A podcast. I'm compiling questions from listeners just like you about questions that come up maybe while doing the action each week or questions about a totally different topic that you want to hear about that maybe I haven't even said anything about Uh, or just plain random questions. I love random questions. Sometimes those are the best because you don't think it has anything to do with your health or your weight loss, but it does. If you want your question answered and a chance to have a 15-minute free mini coaching session with me to talk about it and help you get a resolution in a very laser-focused way, email it in to me. You can send your questions and your love notes to contact at andreahansencoaching.com. I'll pick one question at random in the next week. Now that's a $62 value, but coming to you for free. So again, email me at contact at andreahansencoaching.com with questions, comments, and for a chance to be entered into a sweepstakes giveaway for 15 minutes of free laser-focused coaching with me. I cannot wait to hear what's on your mind. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more good stuff on how you can stop striving and start achieving your healthy, beautiful life. Until next time, take care.